On this episode of This Is Game Boy, we get Radioactive Ugly. Welcome to episode 14 of This is Game Boy. I am Belthic Gaming, and with me as always is Mulla. Hello there. And uh, before we dive into today's episode, uh, Mo, what have you been up to? Um, I've been uh, playing some video games. Um, what a surprise. Oh, yeah, what a surprise. <laughs> right? um, yeah, I've been, uh, I think I set this in my light as well, that... Um, because I saw the Final Fantasy VII remake thingy, um, I really just wanted to play Final Fantasy VII again, so I actually did. So, um, I'm making my way through that game. I'm actually at the end. I just have some optional things left to do, like, uh, uh, killing Ruby and Emerald, and, well, that's pretty much it, actually. After that, I'm at least done when it comes to, uh, to getting the achievements, because I'm playing the PS4 version. Um, oh, okay. I was going to ask, I was gonna ask, ask you, uh, for Emerald, oh, for both weapons, did you get the underwater breathing item for Emerald? I did, yeah. I'm, I'm set up in that way. I, maybe I'll level up some more, but I'm, like, uh, in the early 70s, so I, I should be oh, fine. You're pretty high. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did not grind at all, actually, for, for levels at least. Um, but I might just because one of the the achievement is get one of your characters to ninety nine. So I might as well just level them all up yes. to the max, and, and then we're pretty much fine. Um, That's a grind right there. Yeah. There's enough tricks in uh, Final Fantasy VII to make those fights as easy as they can be. Um, kind of. Man- manipulating the uh yeah the, the summons just using cotter the entire time and then you're you're pretty much fine so yeah I'm, I'm basically done with that game um it's like always i had a lot of fun with it i, I streamed pretty much everything uh, people had fun i had fun that's that's literally all that matters um besides that i picked up a new game that just got released two days ago called gato roboto um that is a uh, metroid style game where you play as a little kitty cat (laughs) who gets in uh in like armor suits um like a submarine suit or or just a normal uh, battle mech suit um and yeah, it's 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 pretty much Metroid. It's like <laughs> you find an upgrade so you can go on to the next part of the game. Um, I finished it with eighty-seven and a half percent or something like that. Uh, there was one room I could not figure out how to traverse it at all. At least not with the abilities I had. So I have to revisit it again um, because you can reload your save, but it puts you. Yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it. What what actually happens, but it just doesn't put you in the game anymore so i actually have to restart the entire game which is kind of weird but yeah whatever I'll, I'll get back to it it's like a two to three hour game depending on how good you are at these games it's an actually pretty easy one um there's no difficulty settings or anything i had a lot of fun with it it's, it's pretty cute um it's, it's like in black and white um kind of game boy graphics i would say um 
like most of those games, you can unlock other palettes. Uh, one actually called urine, which is just yellow. So it, it, it's kind of weird. But yeah, that, that's something that a lot of indie games do. Um, or you can uh, collect hats or you can collect other palettes. Um, I don't see the point in it, but I, I just play through it in the black and white setting. Um, but yeah, fun game. Um, it was over before I knew it. Um, it's out on Steam and Switch as far as I know. Um, probably on PlayStation and Xbox as well, I would assume. Um, and it's it's a $10 game, something like that. Like I got it for 6 because it was like 15% off if you pre-ordered it. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say check it out, definitely. It's, uh, it's a fun little game to spend an afternoon with at least. Um, and lastly, today I played uh, Banjo-Kazooie Grunty's Revenge, which is uh, the Game Boy Advance game, kind of set in between Banjo-Kazooie 1 and Banjo-Tooie, I would say. I'm not sure if it's canon, um, but I mean, they didn't mess anything up from the story, so I would assume it is. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fun game if you like Banjo-Kazooie games. Um, this one is a top-down one um, works the same as any other Banjo Kazooie game. Uh, you you get enough notes to buy new upgrades, um, and then you collect the jiggies so you can unlock new stages. And yeah, that's literally it. It, it only has uh, five stages, I think, or six, five or six. Well, maybe counting the overworld, it's six. I don't know. It's a pretty short game. It it will take you like five hours. It took me five and a half, I think, to complete it. But I got stuck on the final boss gauntlet, I would say, for quite a while. Um, because of some some random things that were not to my liking <laughs> at all. Um, there, there's like one minigame in the, in the game where you have to fish. Um, but you do not see what's in the water. Um, and there's red fish and there's like uh, green crabs, I believe. And if you catch one of those crabs, uh, you... Well, you do not get a point, of course, but you also take damage. And in the final gauntlet, there's no way to heal yourself. Um, and it basically takes three hits for you to die. So that was messing me up because it's, it's a really awful mini game. So eventually I had to reset the game and then um, that mini game didn't get picked anymore. I, I was just stuck in a loop of always getting that one. And uh, it wasn't fun. Uh, but yeah, besides that... Uh, Perfectly fine banjo game, um, very good GBA game, I would say. Like, I don't know much of the library, but um, that is definitely one of the best GBA games I've played. So, yeah, uh, play it sometimes, five-hour game. It has safe functions, of course, so you can always play it in, in, a, in a few settings, uh, unlike me just going through it in one thing, but yeah. That's uh, that's pretty much all I've been like really playing. Um, besides that, um, sometimes when I'm just watching YouTube or watching streams, I get kind of bored because I have nothing to do really, than just sit there and watch. So, cause I'm an idiot, I said like, uh, you know what? I, I love Pokemon. I've never seen a single shiny in my life. Um, in the actual games I played. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna boot up my DS. I'm gonna put in my uh, copy of Soul Silver, and I'm gonna try and get a Shiny Mareep because it's it's like right at the start of the game. Um, so I've been like literally going back and forth be between the same grass 
thingies, hoping to get that shiny Marie, but I think I've been at it for 10 hours now. I still haven't seen any. Um, it's it's uh, full art, so I don't have the uh, thing. If you get a full dex, you get that shiny trinket, which uh, decreases. Can you say decrease? Yeah, I guess it, it has the odds. Basically, it goes from 1 in 8,000 something to 1 in 4,000. Uh, but yeah, this is full odds, so um, I'm also the most unlucky person in the world, so I'm probably still never going to see that thing. <laughs> but I'll keep trying until I get it, I guess, when I'm just uh, not doing anything. Should, should I pop in my copy of Soul Silver? Uh, you can do that. You'll probably get it way before me. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, yeah, I have horrible luck, so it's going to take me forever. But I will be very happy if I actually get it um, before I'm like 84 years old. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I've been doing. What have you been up to? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed lately. I have played Assassin's Creed Liberation Remastered, which is like the side missions of Assassin's Creed Three, basically. Um, I'm in the process of playing Assassin's Creed One right now, the OG Assassin's Creed. Not a good game, in my opinion. It it has its moments, yeah. Definitely rough around the edges. Mm. They definitely improved a lot since the first one. Uh, I started playing Layers of Fear two last night. Yeah, for horror, for Horror Friday. Um, not as good as the first one, but not bad. The the soundtrack, the music in it is oh, it's so good. The music is the best part of the game so far. Um, I just don't like running away from monsters and horror games because it bores me. Not so much that it scares me, it bores me. I agree, yeah. It's, and... it's something that happens in every, well, almost every horror game. That's that's why I very much like the first one, actually, uh, Layers of Fear 1, because it's it's pure psychological, basically. Right. Uh, it's, right. It, it's more of the environment you are in than, than just something that is chasing you. Uh, yeah, and like if something does come at you, like it's a part of the story. Mm -hmm. Like it was supposed to get you, or you know, touch you, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like when, like I encountered a beast thing last night. And I'm like, am I supposed to run away from this? And it touches me and killed me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, I'm no longer having fun with this game now. So <laughs> it's not a, like there's there's five acts in the game, and I'm and I just finished Act Two last night. So like I, there's still plenty of game left. But uh, it's it's not bad. Like it it try I it tries too hard to be the first one. Right. Uh, it's in my opinion too long, and I feel like the creators played a bunch of different horror games and was like, let's take the best of every horror game that we just played and mash it into Layers of Fear Two. Uh, you can definitely tell like there is a big like shift in something between Layers of Fear One into uh it's not a terrible game but layers of fear one is, has been much better um outside of that i played assassin's creed 2 discovery on the ds Whew, that game is bad uh <laughs> the graphics are awful you have no idea what things are like the graphics are just incredibly bad um it's a two it's a two two d side scroller platformer assassin's creed 
and uh yeah it's incredibly awful but it does have voice acting so um and i also if i've been playing um in my off time just like watching streams or whatever else i've been playing assassin's creed altair's chronicles on the ds which is more like an assassin's creed game uh it still keeps like a pixelated graphic format but it does have a Z axis that you can actually walk on and do things on. So uh, it does play more towards like a normal Assassin's Creed game on the DS. It's it's not bad. It's still pretty rough around the edges, but it's not awful. Um, and I played a little bit of Little Big Planet 3. That game bored me. I finished the first world and I got bored and I haven't played it since. <laughs> uh, that's the only one I haven't played. I love Little Big Planet 1 and 2. I had a lot of fun it's a, with those. It's a cute game. Like I, I feel like, I feel like I just need to be in a certain mood to play. Like it's a very cute game. It does have some pretty cool things to it, but I just like I just get really bored. Mm-hmm. It's just like jump and swing on this, jump and climb on this, and it's like okay, well, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <they're, laughs> you know, besides some other mechanics, there's not much else to it, no. Right. But I don't. Know, I'll I'll eventually play it and beat it, but. The the first go at it, I got very bored with it, so we'll mm. we'll see. Maybe I'll pull someone in to play with me so we can make it entertaining. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to. I've like a lot of Assassin's Creed, a lot of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> oh, and I got a D Rust uh, Squidlet for Power Up with Pride next by next or whatever, probably after this episode comes out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I've. That's I've been a lot of lot of lot of video game playing, but more so newer stuff and not retro stuff. Yeah, yeah. I guess I've have been playing retro stuff, if you want to call it that. Uh, besides, got a Roboto then. Uh, but yeah, I haven't been doing any Game Boy or anything besides this week's game, of course. Uh, but yeah, right. Yeah. Definitely, definitely taking a break from that for for quite a while. Yeah, so. I. I've taken a huge break from Game Boy Adventure. Like, the last Game Boy game I played for Game Boy Adventure was for Game Boy's birthday back in April. But, I mean, outside of that, like, I do some Game Boy runs for marathons. Like, I did Titus the Fox and Fist of the North Star for Retrothon for RGL. Um, we just did the Tiny 10, you know, which was 10 Game Boy games in its, in its mm-hmm. own right. Um, I mean, and we have Handheld Heroes coming up in July. So we'll see if I if I'm gonna play anything in there or not. Um, just a, there's just a lot going. On. Like I still play Game Boy and speedrun it when I feel like I want to, but for the most part, Game Boy Adventure has like hit the brakes pretty hard just because I got so burnt out with Game Boy stuff with the whole database thing and the coding stuff and playing it. Like it was just it just burnt me out. Yeah, I think it's it's basically the same for me, and also because last year I. Not only did basically 100 new games on Game Boy, but I also did like 98 revisits. So I played 200 Game Boy games in a year. Uh, that was a lot. So now I'm I'm just focusing more on all these other games I have been buying and not playing. So uh, I want to get get through those. Like I'm looking forward to starting Wario Shake It or Shake Dimension whatever you want to call it soon um <laughs> and then pick up 
another uh, foray train game like i think i will do devil may cry one um yeah so, so just to play play something different like not always the same thing yeah last year i did something like 80 some 80 plus Game Boy games to hit 200 games by the end of that year and uh i did like 20 some 20 or i did 20 some Game Boy games like the first two months of this year i'm just like oh, all right let's slow down a little bit here so yeah plus we're also doing a podcast about game boy games <laughs> right so, so right. we're always doing something with game boy at least so yeah and then after sgdq i got virtual boy reality mm-hmm. starting up so that's gonna be an experience in itself right but uh yeah anyway uh, moving on. So today's episode, episode 14, is about Toxic Crusaders. So uh, when we come back, Mo and I will talk about the Toxic Crusaders. You probably have heard about it via cartoon or Toxic Avengers, which was the movie. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. Um, Toxic Crusaders. uh, Kind of an interesting concept, honestly. But uh, came out in 1992, uh, US only. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a unique unique play for Game Boy, honestly. Because typically they come out in Japan, and then from there they port over to the other regions. So pretty, pretty interesting that only the West gets Toxic Crusaders. Um, developed by Real Time Associates and published by Bondi, which again is crazy to think that Bondi published it and it never got a Japanese release. Mm-hmm. Very much, yeah. You know, um, what can you say about the composers, Mo? Yeah, we actually do know the names of the composers, um, which is rare. So. That's that's pretty that cool. Rare. Um, but yeah, the, all the music in this game was uh, composed by David Hayes and David Warhol. Uh, both of them are basically um, composers from Real Time Associates. So um, all the the things they made were under that name, under that company. Um, and an interesting thing is um, they actually made a sound driver uh, program, um, which is unofficially named David Warhol, um, so named after one of the composers itself. Um, the driver was exclusively used by Real-Time Associates, so they didn't like um, make other people work with it. But uh, yeah, it, it was actually something to make music for the NES mostly. Um, the only composers that actually ever used the program were uh, were. David Hayes and David Warhol, of course, and then there were also George Sanger and Eric Swanson. Um, nobody probably knows these names because they, they don't get mentioned that often. But when I look up David Warhol, I saw there was a very recent interview, at least, with him. Um, so he, I guess he's still definitely doing a composing. I don't know if it's uh, for, for video games, uh, particularly. Um, but yeah... Those are not very well-known names, at least, um, when it comes to composers. The most well-known composers for games are, are 
basically Japanese people, um, or of course the people from uh, the old rare. Um, everybody knows their names, but but these people are are not that well known, sadly. Yeah, uh, a little fun fact about real time associates as well too, is that um, not only was it founded by David Warhol, but it was also founded with a group of ex Mattel Electronics people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so that you probably have recognized the games, like I, real time associates is a developer and a publisher. So I don't know if they've published and developed or what with these games, but some of these games you've probably heard of like, uh, Gex into the gecko, um, Beavis and Butthead, right. Um, Barney's hide and seek for the Genesis, real <laughs> monsters for the super Nintendo, um, just to name off some like Game Boy games were uh, Wordtress, Caesar's Palace, WWF Raw, mm-hmm. um, Out of Gas. Actually, now that you mention it, one of the songs from uh, from Toxic Crusaders does sound a lot like the uh, the track in Out of Gas. Yep. Um, Word Zap. Um, Barbie's Ocean Discovery. <laughs> okay, I have to mention that Toxic Crusaders, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skater I tore to trash, like I mentioned earlier. Um, Super Star Wars. Uh, they they've done a lot of really big name games. That I'm sure you have played in your in your young young life at least, right? So um, maybe not like super uh, noticeable or at least rememberable, but they definitely have an impact on some pretty pretty large games yeah when it comes to david warhol i'm not sure if these games uh, were published or developed by uh, by um real-time associates but he did make music for some actually well-known nes games like uh, dick tracy well known but not well loved at least um <laughs> maniac mansion which is an amazing game um the adventures of red gravity which is a game i like but it's not a very good game it's it's more like an an apogee dos game than an nes game for like for my experience and yeah like you mentioned caesar spells but the nes version then and uh, yeah that's that's at least some familiar games he apparently did one called Normie's Beach Babe Orama. I kind of want to play that. <laughs> it's for Sega. I think I know what that is. I think I've seen it being played on, on some marathon, at least. Uh, I'm to check that yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually do remember it vividly, what that is. <laughs> I'm not going to ruin the surprise. <laughs> but... Uh... The plot, so like, I'll start with the plot from what I remember, and then I'm going to let Mo take the plot, because he's really good at describing the plot of, of games. The plot from what I remember of Toxic Crusaders, now, mind you, like, this is memory from, like, the early 90s, is some nerdy kid in high school, uh was cleaning or something and fell into a drum of toxic sludge, which turned him into a toxic crusader. And some other little nerdy kid kept getting bullied and picked on 
and got thrown into a slud, a toxic sludge drum and became the evil villain. And the evil villain then started spraying sludge all over farms and such in the in the town. And along doing so, the extra spillage uh, hit other things like a junkyard dog who turned into junkyard, a scientist, and a few other beings. And then in the end, you threw toxic sludge back onto uh, his name is Doctor Kilimoff, and turned him back into the scrawny little nerdy kid. That's what I remember Toxic Crusaders being in the cartoon format. Yeah, I I have no idea actually, because <laughs> um, this was not a cartoon that uh, ever got got. It's time to shine, I would say, um, at least not in Belgium. So I have never seen it before. I did, however, see um, what this is based on, um, which is a uh, movie from 1983, I believe, um, if I'm, uh, 84 actually, called The Toxic Avenger, um, which is a movie made by Troma Entertainment. And if people don't know what Troma Entertainment is, it is a um, it's an independent film production and distribution company founded by Lloyd Kaufman. Um, you definitely have seen him in... Um, angry video game nerd he's, oh, he's, yeah. he's a really funny person um he's amazing but yeah it was uh, founded by lloyd kaufman and michael hertz back in 1974 so that's uh, that's very long ago but yeah they basically make low budget independent movies usually in the horror genre um but it's it's uh, very much always parodies on um movies from the 50s um they're they're super funny but they're also very gory um and there's a lot of nudity in it um the thing with the gore is um they actually do all the effects um how do you call it handmade not not by using any cgi or anything um it is really cool to see but i must warn you if you've never seen a trauma movie before it is extremely gross like there's no doubt about it there's like blood and pus flying everywhere uh heads getting chopped off you can clearly see their uh, dummy hats of course but but they do a pretty good job being a low budget uh, movie and usually these effects actually are better than in some um, high budget movies um if i can recommend some movies that you definitely should watch and then you can um Make up your own mind if you want to see more of their movies, because they've definitely made like 50 movies already. Um, but like my favorite ones that I've seen are The Toxic Avenger, the, f- the first one. It's really good. There's actually four of them. Uh, two sequels. Well, <laughs> yeah, they're all sequels, of course, but like the, the second and the third one were actually shot as one movie, but they had so much footage that they split it up in two movies. Um, Those two are not great, Uh, but there's a fourth one, which is actually great. But yeah, Toxic Adventure, the the first one, really good. Um, Another one, Cannibal the Musical, um, which I actually did not know was made by Troma, um, but it's with the guys from South Park. Um, It's a really funny movie. You should definitely watch that. Um, One of their newer movies although it was in 2006, so not that new anymore, called Poultrygeist, which is about basically a 
KFC uh, getting infected with a zombie virus and everybody who eats a chicken turns into a zombie. So I've seen that movie. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. But again, it's very, very gory. So uh, <laughs> never forget that because they, they really... Yeah, it's, it's amazing what they do. Um, there was another one, but I forgot how it's called. But um, yeah, if you just look at the titles of these movies, uh, Tromeo and Juliet, Surf Nazis Must Die, uh, Sergeant Kabuki <laughs> Man, New York Police Department. Uh, there are amazing movies definitely to watch, like if you do a party with a few people at your house, just to sit down and watch it and just have a, a wonderful time. Um, Surf Nazis must die. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so you can already guess by the names that you're you're in for a treat, definitely. But I need to watch yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that one either, so I, I might pick that up later, actually. But yeah, Toxic <laughs> Avenger, um, it, the story basically resembles a thing that happens in the cartoon, I guess, from what, uh, what I heard you say. Um, there's this guy named Melvin who works in a... Um, <clears throat> I would say pool house, sauna house, um, like work workout gym type of deal. Um, but he's a nerd and he gets uh, pushed around a lot by all the jocks and like the beautiful women. And one day one of uh, those beautiful girls tricks him into thinking that she wants to have sex with him. Um, but then it's just another ploy of the jocks trying to... Uh, trying to um, make fun of him so what she does is uh, she makes him wear a tutu um, so the ballet outfit because she says it turns her on um, but yeah then everybody comes in and start laughing at him and they start pushing him around and he falls out of the window right into a truck full of uh, nuclear waste um, and then he turns into the toxic avenger and then he basically goes on a rampage killing all the people who ever wronged him um, but you also find out that they're actually tied to a company that is trying to pollute the entire area and things like that so um, yeah it's it's a very funny movie at least but it's also very gory uh, all the kills he does are amazing um, he's still running around in that tutu by the way so <laughs> he's like a monster in a tutu with a mop uh, trying to kill everybody and he has a girlfriend actually um, but she's blind so that's why uh that's why she can't really see who he is but it's so different than the cartoon yeah so so the cartoon <laughs> takes what was there but uh, makes it a little bit more kid friendly uh, yeah, yeah so um yeah that's at least where it stems from um but yeah that i would definitely recommend watching that movie it's so good it's it's really funny because in the cartoon, he doesn't wear a tutu. He's uh, he has ripped ripped jeans and an orange tank top. Yeah, but he does have a mop. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, and his girlfriend is still blind in the cartoon. Okay, so yeah, I, she's I, still I, I, there. I think she's blind in a way. I know she wears sunglasses, so I assume she's blind. Yeah, that's probably yeah, yeah. God, what a, I I I have never seen Toxic Avengers. Uh, I, I knew the movies existed. Mm -hmm. I have personally have never seen them, but I I've watched the cartoon because it was on Saturday mornings. 
So I, I knew of the toxic stage. I think I even had like an action figure for it as well too. So yeah, um, yeah, they try to make it <laughs> very, very well received cartoon, but it got canceled very quickly, of course. Um, and yeah, yeah, it only lasted like a couple of years, I think. Tops. I think it's just one quote unquote it's season. Just like one season. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. What What the plot is in this game? I have no idea. Um. It's basically. All the toxic crusaders against uh, kill them off. So <laughs> there's nothing more I could find. I couldn't find the manual only for the NES version. Um, so, but yeah, it's it's typical. Your quote unquote superhero team goes up against a villain. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I the uh, the game I think try to closely follow the cartoon. Um, because at the end of the game, when you defeat Dr. Killamoff, you throw sludge onto him and he becomes, he turns back to a nerd, mm-hmm. again, basically, or some wimpy little noodly kid. Um, but at the start of the game, so like gameplay-wise, when you first boot up the game in your Game Boy, um, you're, you're shown, what was his name, Melvin? Uh yeah, at least in the movie, I'm not sure if it's if he's called. I don't, yeah, I don't remember his name in the yeah. car- in the cartoon. We'll call him Melvin for the sake of consistency. Sure. You you're you're shown Melvin. He's this little scrawny nerd kid, right? And then all of a sudden, like you see some sludge rain down on him, and he becomes Toxie, who is the main Toxic Crusader, the captain, so to speak. Yeah. And then you're immediately brought into a title screen where it's start or continue. Like, there's no options at all. At least what I could find. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find any options. Um, and then you're, once you hit start, you get to choose between your five crusaders. So you had Toxie. Uh, you have Nozone, which has a giant nose who sprays snot everywhere. Um, you have Junkyard, which is a junkyard dog mutated into, like, a human dog that throws bones. Um, you have Headbanger, which is like a scientist and like an, a, an experiment like merged together. And you have Major Disaster, which I think he was a military person who has like this weird like sludge gun. Yeah. Um, and depending on who you pick, have different like weapons you use throughout the stages. Um, they're all relatively the same though. They just have different sprites associated with them. But once you select your Crusader, you, you're then thrown into the scene or the world or the level whatever you want to call it there's like six six different acts or scenes and in each act or scene there's upwards between three to six mini levels inside of there um i think world two is one is the longest one yeah having six um but it's just your it's a typical uh hold right side scrolling action platformer um if you chose Toxie, he carries around the mop and he like whips his mop forward to throw sludge at, at enemies. Typically, enemies will die with one hit. Uh, however, they do take forever to get off of the screen. Some enemies, for some unknown reason, take like three or four hits. Unsure why. They're the same sprite as the ones that die in one hit. So... <laughs> um, you also have to be careful of bubbles. So, like, there's toxic sludge in, like, bathtubs that, like, bubble up. You have to be careful of the bubbles. So even though you're a toxic crusader, you can't touch any of the toxic sludge at all because, God forbid, um, tires. Tires are a big problem because a lot, of the, a, lot of, uh, a lot of the game takes place in, like, the junkyard or the sewers. So, obviously, you're a toxic crusader, so you got to be in the gross areas of the city. Yeah. 
Um, but for the other, um, but for the other uh, crusaders that you choose, if you choose no zone, which I didn't play with no zone very much at all, but he shoots like these. He's in the cartoon. He sprays snot on people, which is pretty disgusting. But in the in the game, he shoots like these sonic waves out of his nose. Um, Headbanger throws microscopes and like these frisbee looking things, so it alternates the throw mm-hmm. uh, based on the personality. So yeah, like, you'll throw a microscope and you'll throw a frisbee, then you throw a microscope again. Yeah, I actually it, used Headbanger the most. <laughs> yeah, it's because he, he's basically two people. He's uh, a professor, so that's why microscope, and he's also a surfer, so that's why frisbees. I guess. There we so, go. Yeah. I, I call them frisbees. They look like frisbees. I think they are. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I play with Headbanger the most because the microscopes are huge and they take up a lot more screen area to hit things, which made fighting bosses easier for me. <laughs> um, then you have Junker, like I mentioned earlier, throws bones. Um, and then you have Major Disaster, who has this like machine gun looking thing that just shoots sludge out of it. Um, and the first boss you encounter is a giant rat that shoots that shoots three bubbles in front of it, and it's one of the easiest bosses I think I've ever encountered in a Game Boy game, where you shoot it once and then you jump behind it and the rat doesn't turn around. The rat will just stay there and shoot three bubbles, so you just have free reign to just wail on this boss. And then when it turns around, you jump over again and do the exact same thing. Like I, I don't think I got hurt at all by the first boss in my blind playthrough. It's pretty easy, um, indeed. It was exceptionally easy. My favorite part about killing the bosses, though, is the death explosion at the end, because the developers of the game didn't quite get the overflow for the sprite correctly so when the explosion happens it's encased in a square so when the sprite wants to overflow out to show the explosion the explosion is cut off and you can physically see where the sprite square is of the explosion so that's always a good time (laughs) i did not even notice that yeah it's it's good stuff uh, the second boss is just some business guy with a big belly. I, I don't know who this guy is. I don't remember him from the cartoon at all. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's just some business dude with a tie and he tries to punch you. That's all he tries to do and he'll jump once in a while. I found this boss to be the hardest boss simply because his pattern just seemed very erratic. And I always got hit by him because I didn't know if he was going to punch or jump. Kind of like Shadow Man and Mega Man, right? Like, you don't know if he's going to jump over you or slide into you. Like I've, I, that Boss 2 is the hardest one for me. I agree, uh, definitely. Yeah, I, I couldn't figure him out either. Uh, luckily, I had enough hell to deal with him. But, uh, yeah, no right. idea how it works. <laughs> I mean, you only take half a heart of damage, thank God. You have six hearts, yeah. but... Um, the third boss is this really dumb-looking frog with giant eyes that always smiles. Um, which, again, is a very easy boss. Because whenever the frog stops and sticks his tongue out, it shoots flies out. That are just in a linear pattern, whichever direction the tongue goes out on. And there's a platform above the frog that if you just jump on top of that platform, you're completely out of harm's way. And you can just jump to the other side of the frog and shoot it at will. Again exceptionally easy boss fight mm-hmm. um 
The fourth boss is uh, the sidekick to Dr. Killamoff. I forgot his name, so I call him Psycho Mantis. <laughs> um, if, you're, if you're familiar with uh, Metal Gear lore. So like th- this is guy with goggles that floats around the room and throws balls at you. Uh, if you don't know Metal Gear lore, Psycho Mantis is a person that wears a gas mask and floats around. Um, this boss, the only reason this boss was tough, in my opinion was because it got really hard to hit them if they were too high up. Uh, I, I used Headbanger for most most of this game. Um, but like if I, if I, I think if I used Toxie or uh, Major Disaster, I don't know if I'd be able to hit him uh, high up in the air. At least I'd have to wait for him to come down. Uh, I don't know if you have problems with, with this boss at all. I don't think so, but I'm also not sure who I was at that time. Um, so I might have been a banger as well uh, for this boss. But yeah, this was also a pretty easy one. I mean, there was not much to it to, to dodge his attacks. Yeah, no, like the, the fight itself was easy. The hardest part was actually hitting mm-hmm. the boss when it was up in the Yeah, game. I don't yeah. remember having much issues with that, so... Um, and then the stage five boss, we fight a giant spider, uh, that falls from the ceiling and spits balls when it's high up in the air and drops those spiders when it's close to the ground. That boss sounds eerily familiar to a Super Nintendo game. <laughs> uh, it remind it's, it's very reminiscent of Donkey Kong Country 3 World 2 boss in the tree. If you've ever played Donkey Kong Country 3... Uh, and the world and stage two, world two, whatever you want to call it, the boss there is a giant spider that spits ball, bouncing balls when up high, and you have to throw a barrel or whatever at it to knock it down. Um, it's very, very reminiscent of that fight. Yeah. I However, I think that. Donkey Kong Country Three came out well after Toxic Crusaders Game Boy, I believe. Yeah. Um, you can definitely compare the two fights to one to one another, though. It's it's kind of kind of crazy. Um, and then stage six is the final is the final act, the final scene, whatever you want to call it, uh, where you get to fight Doctor Killamoff, and what a joke of a fight! <laughs> yep, <laughs> this is absolutely. Um, Doctor Killamoff will throw a bomb or a grenade at you. Uh, and when they explode, they leave like a cloud. You can jump through the cloud and not get hurt at all. At least I didn't get hurt mm-hmm. in a way when I jumped through them. Like you would think like, oh, there's so many clouds. I can't jump through them. I'm going to get hurt because that's what you think in an old Game Boy game. But you can just jump right through. Them. There's no problem at all, which makes a fight incre- incredibly easy uh, because when a bomb is thrown at you, you just jump over it. When a grenade is thrown at you, you just run away from it um, because it just blows up in midair. And then you just lay in to kill him off, and he he explodes. And at the end of it all, you throw toxic sludge onto kill him off, and he turns into some wiener-looking kid with a with a scarf and whatnot. And it looks like he just doesn't belong in in, in the nineteen nineties at all. And then just roll credits, like that's that's the game right there, in a nutshell. So yeah, I mean that's the game in a nutshell. Uh, it's. I think blind it took like two and a half hours, but it wasn't like a super easy game. It was a little tough. Yeah, uh, it's it definitely not hard, but it is pretty long for what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um I do not remember I, I don't think so, but if you game over you start at the same scene. 
Um, but I think you yes. even start at the same like part of the scene. So um, I'm not sure. Like if you, you get a password after each stage, so you can always pick it up later again if you want. Um, but yeah, putting in the password takes you to like world two one, I would say. But I think game overing just gets you to if you die on two four, you just start at two four. Um, but yeah, the game, the way this game works is you don't actually have lives, but you have the five um, crusaders, and um, well, if if one of them dies, it's it, you can just go on to the next one. It's it's kind of like turtles in that regard. So um, there there's no actual lives or anything. Um, but yeah, I, I think I game over once at least when I was playing it, and I think I just started at the same stage again. So that was kind of kind of odd, at least. Yeah, the uh, the Crusaders, like, if you choose between five of them between each level, I guess you can call it, like, two, one, two, 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 three. Um, and they all have separate health pools. So, like, if Toxie is down to, like, half a heart, you can choose to play another Crusader, but if you ever want to play Toxie again, Toxie is going to have half a heart of health. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, 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 I kind of like that in, in old games. Like, it makes you... Makes you think a little bit on what you what you want to do. A little bit of a strategy behind some of the platforming. Like, oh, there's a really hard level coming up. Let me go pick a person with full health because I know I'm gonna get beat down through this whole whole stage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, moving on to the cover art, the cover art is colorful, um, and they they tried very hard to mimic the cartoon uh, in the in the cover. So front and center, you have Toxie, which in the cover art, he is wearing a a pink. I guess he's kind of wearing a tutu in the cover. Is it a tutu? Like has, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I mean, kind of. Like if you look at the waist, it's like shredded a little bit. Mm. It's kind of a tutu with, but he's still wearing jeans under it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. It's hard to say. Actually, I guess it's it is. Hard. Yeah, <laughs> it it more. Yeah, it looks like a a very shrunk down tutu, or maybe it's it's just coming out. I, well, maybe it's shrunk down because he's so muscly now and huge because he's toxic. Yeah, it does resemble his outfit from the movie. Um, but like in there. He, his pants is like also more tutu like I guess it, it's more like a stockings uh, that, than jeans but if you look at yeah. the, the Genesis cover you can clearly see it's ripped jeans so yeah I'm not sure what they were going for I don't even think they know what they were yeah. going for um, and then in the then they have, he's holding the mop and the mop has toxic sludge on it in the background is a globe with North America, South America, and on it has a little banner that reads, um, soon to be a major motion picture. Yeah, um, that might seem really random, uh, but it, it was actually to promote the movie they were gonna make from the cartoon but as it got received so badly, that got cancelled as well. So it's not just there as a joke, uh, which you might expect from Troma. At least they would do something like this. Uh, but yeah, that was actually to promote the movie they wanted to make. From the cartoon, that is. Yep. Um, 
and then above Toxie, like they they left a lot of room for this title, mind you, is like this big green splatter, which is supposed to resemble the radioactive sludge. And then in pink text, it says Toxic Crusaders. And then the O in Toxic has like the biohazard sign like melting out of it. They, but they it that is like half of the box. Like half of the cover is that splat and the title. And then the other half is Toxie holding the mop with the world super far in the background. As if like Toxie is like standing on the moon with the <laughs> yeah. world behind him. Yeah. <laughs> um and for the most part, like it it's it's vibrant. Like it's a colorful, vibrant cover, but the colors are just pink pink, a putrid green and purple. Uh, for the most part, a couple of some shades of blue for when they needed it, but it's mostly pink, putrid green, and purple. But it's very vibrant, like it's very in your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. I'm not sure if this is a recoloring off uh, the cover art or not. But there is another one where instead of pink, it's actually red. I would say it's like an like orangey red. Yeah, because yeah. I see a box here like an actual box not just a, a picture of uh, the cover i see a box here and there they actually use that more orange red color and i also see that i see the pink on the cartridge so i'm not sure if this is maybe a fake box or or the red one is a fake box it's hard to say um yeah yeah i'm not sure yeah, I'm gonna assume the cartridge itself is actually is very much pink. Yeah, I think I think the pink one should be the actual one, and the other one is a either a repro or something or uh, yeah, I don't know. Weird. Yeah, it could be. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were like, you know what? Let's just make this a little bit dark. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. No, but regardless, even if it's red orange, like it's still pretty vibrant and in your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they only use like three different colors in a way. So, <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Uh, the the Genesis one is cool. The Genesis one is sweet looking. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit more adult, but still very cartoony because <laughs> I guess that Junkyard in the background there, <laughs> he does not look like Junkyard in the... Yeah. He does not look like yeah. Junkyard at all, at least from what I know. And... Is there a horse behind him? I'm not I'm not sure what I'm looking at here. Well, you got junkyard. You got Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Is it no zone? I'm not sure. I can really Oh yeah, that's no zone. It is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, weird. A lot of weird tape. They got and then you got a building on you got a whole city on fire behind you. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, this plant, like, polluting the world, basically. Right, right. Yeah, and the NES, the NES cover is real, real bad. Like, it's just Toxie with a with a orange tank top and jeans with an American wristband, red, white, and blue flag wristband, mm-hmm. and an orange headband holding a mop up, and it just says Toxic Crusaders above mm-hmm. it. That's all it is. Like, it's real boring, so... At least the Game Boy version, like even though it is slightly boring, is better than the NES version. Yeah, yeah. But the Gen- Genesis cover hat is is the best cover of 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 the, all the releases for sure. Um, I uh, dove into that that other cover um, for people who are collecting um, 
here's a warning to you all. Um, first of all, this game is hella expensive. Um, it's it's one of the hella most expensive, expensive games on Game Boy, mostly because it only came out in the US and um, <laughs> nobody bought it. Basically, no one bought it. Um, but if you are looking for one and you find one on on the eBay's or whatever. Make sure the cover is the pink one because the orange red one are fakes. They are very well done fakes, but they are fake because I just found uh, somebody here who who posted something got scammed on eBay with a very convincing uh, game, but it actually is uh, yeah not real. So make sure you get one that is definitely pink on the cover uh, and not orange red there you go i mean yeah this game is gonna get reproed a lot just because like most said it's a very expensive game i i, I recently i found for 200 dollars, and that's the cheapest i've ever seen this game mm-hmm. typically it's like a 500 dollars game uh kind of insane for game boy collecting honestly so uh, if you find it at like a yard sale or a flea market for pretty cheap and it's real, uh, send it to, to, to Mo and I <laughs> so we can have it. Yeah, neat. Um, <laughs> so even though we don't like the uh, at least me in a way, even though I don't like the game all that much, I would love to have a copy mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> would be nice to have for sure. It would. Um, some fun trivia, I guess. Uh, we've talked about Lloyd Kaufman already. Um, but the Angry Video Game Nerd episode of Angry, uh, Angry, Angry Crusaders, Toxic Crusaders, Toxic Avengers. Um, uh, James Rolfe had Lloyd Kaufman on the show, and Lloyd Kaufman uh, played Toxic Crusaders on the Game Boy, I believe it was, and NES. And in true Lloyd Kaufman fashion, uh, spun a very disgusting story about the Toxic Crusaders and what the whole meaning behind them was. So if you actually haven't watched that AVGN episode, I do recommend watching it. It's one of the better AVGN episodes in the uh, recent history of of the show. It's it's pretty comical. It's it's gross, but it's comical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, AVGN gets inspired by trauma a lot with with uh, like the the effects and and the gore that he uses oh, yeah. in his videos. So uh, yeah, you can see where it comes from. Um, yeah, I I I love Lloyd Kaufman. He's hilarious. He's just a very very funny guy. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a, one of my favorite episodes of AVGN. It's it's quite an old one though. It's like a few years old already. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, like the last one. I know was it the last one, the one about Pepsi Man? That one was really good as well. Um, I haven't seen that one oh, yet. Oh, okay. It's on my recommended YouTube right now. Yeah, that's that's definitely also a good one because he actually got Pep. Well, not Pepsi Man. He got uh, the actor from the game. Uh, that's always fun. To yeah, see. yeah, yeah. And they have him sign the. They, I saw that uh, Mike has a autographed copy of of the game as well. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, general reception of the game. I think we've said this a few times, but uh, the game wasn't well received. The cartoon wasn't super well received. Um, 
I think the movies were very hit or miss as well. Uh, yeah, on the audience. Toxic Avengers was not well received when it first came yeah. out. Um, like most of the uh, trauma movies, to be fair. Um, but that's because th- that's also not their purpose. It's it's just for them to have no, fun, right, basically. Yeah. Um, but after a few years, it did get picked up by uh, by a bigger audience because of like late night screenings and things like that 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 happen a lot in america um and i think now they they host a festival each year like troma itself hosts a festival with with showings of a bunch of their movies and and like shorter independent movies so um yeah if, if you are from america and you have the chance to go there and you like these b movies um yeah definitely go go there because it's gonna be a lot of fun Yeah, like I say, like the the Toxic Avengers is probably very much a depending on the audience that you ask will like it or not like it. <laughs> it probably won't be much gray area at all. Like, oh, it was okay. <laughs> it's either a yeah, a love it or hate it probably type thing. Um, the cartoon though, like like I said, like they they made the cartoon very very dummy down from the movie from what I heard. Um, I personally like the, the cartoon. I don't know, but it wasn't super well received just because of, I, I don't know, just, it wasn't just well received, I guess. Um, nor, nor were the games. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I can't talk about the cartoon at all. I, I sadly have never seen it or I just can't remember it. <laughs> I'm, I mean, maybe it was just that forgettable. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it came during a time that uh, gross things were cool back in the 90s, but this one apparently didn't get picked up by the masses for whatever reason. Uh, maybe there were just a lot better ones in that regard. Um, so it's it, uh, yeah, it went as fast as uh, as it came, actually. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, when we come back, uh, we'll give you, I know we've given you some history already and some thoughts, but uh, when we come back, we'll give you um, more explained history and thoughts of the game. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Mo, we'll start with you here. Uh, what are your thoughts slash history of this game? I, like I, like you said earlier, it didn't. the cartoon and the game didn't come out in Europe, so I'm curious to, to know what, uh, what your history is in a way of this game. Yeah, well, there's something you have to know about game releases in Europe, um, especially for Game Boy. Whenever it states that a game did not come out in Europe, um, technically, that is, like it didn't get uh, published or distributed here, 
you can always find them in any game store here. So I, I have been wondering about that. Oh, really? Yeah, I've been looking that up as well because I have a lot of games back from when I was a kid on my Game Boy that are actually the US versions. And I know I bought them in the store here. So I'm not sure how that worked. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, so... This game, I didn't have it, but I know a friend of mine had it. And I just found out before we started this episode that it actually only came out in the US. So I was like, yeah, that's another one of those that got imported. Um, not It was sold for the same price as anybody, uh, as any other game. So right. I'm not sure how that worked exactly. So, but huh. but you could find them at least if, if you paid attention to them. So yeah, I know my friend had a copy of this. I may have played it once or twice, but it wasn't very interesting even back then. Um, and that's weird because I played a lot worse games than this back then, uh, to be fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't think I ever borrowed it from him or anything like that. I don't remember ever making it further than the first stage. Like, I've never seen the first boss even. So... And it was really forgettable. Um, maybe I should contact that guy to see if he still has his copy and wants to sell it to me for not 200 euros. Uh, that would be really cool, but I doubt even if he has it or if he has it that he actually want, would want to sell it. So, um, But yeah, I, sh I should definitely <laughs> check that out. You can always ask, you know, like you never know. Uh, but yeah, besides that, I have no history with the game or the cartoon, like I said before. So besides the playthrough I did for this episode, I, I have uh, never had any connection to it at all. Um, for me, it was a really mediocre action platformer. Um, it wasn't very challenging. It was actually pretty boring to get through. Um, especially because um, some of the stages are exceptionally long. And others are over in like 15 seconds. So I'm not sure what the pacing of this game is. It, it, it's kind of weird. Um, there are some difficult levels. Um, and those are the ones that actually require platforming. Um, there's some stages where you have to wait for moving platforms to jump on. Some of them go off screen. So you're not really sure. Do I have to do a blind jump here? Or am I waiting for something? Um, and those were basically the only things that actually killed me in the game um, the enemies are not that big of a deal to to uh, get through there's some kind of sweeper enemy in the game which really annoyed me because you have to hit it like five times and, and it has a weird pattern yeah. Um, but yeah besides that there wasn't that much that uh, that stood in your way um, health is a little bit sparse in my opinion um in the earlier stages, it's easier to get uh, get some health pickups. Sometimes the enemies drop a pickup for health, but it feels random at least. Or maybe it, it is tied to a certain enemy. I'm not exactly sure. But I felt like in some stages, uh, especially in the sewers, there is one level where there's a lot of stage hazards to get through and those sweepy guys. And there was just not enough health, in my opinion, to... Uh, to make it through that easily, which resulted in, in dying a lot. Um, yeah, next to that, like, I had fun with it, I guess. Like, I've played a lot worse games during uh, during Portable Pleasure. So this one was just run-of-the-mill standard. Um, the cutscene, there's some cutscenes in between the stages where they make this 
I guess, joke where either uh, Kilimov spills the password or or his uh, second-in-command spills the password in, in like, a, a stupid dialogue matter. And, and those were kind of funny, I guess, but um, that's literally all the game has to offer uh, when it comes to that. So, yeah, I don't know. Would I recommend this game? Pfft, maybe check it out um, if, if you don't have anything to do for two hours um i'm not sure how long it took me I, an hour and a half or something to beat so yeah if it, i wouldn't say don't play it but um don't expect to yeah to to get any amazing gameplay out of it it's it's super standard yeah um <sighs> My like my history was the cartoon. Um, I remember Saturday morning cartoons and Toxic Crusader was on Saturday morning cartoons, and I remember watching it, loving it. Uh, big fan of really gross thing as a kid. Go figure. Um, and I remember, <clears throat> I remember the NES game. I remember renting the NES game, and mind you, the NES. The NES game and Genesis game are very different than the Game Boy game. Um, the NES and Genesis games are beat-em-ups, like Double Dragon or whatnot, but you get to beat them with a mop instead. Um, if I remember right, I think you only play as Toxie. You might be able to play as other ones, but I only remember playing as Toxie. Um, and I remember hating the NES game. Like It was hard. I didn't like it. I would have just rather play Double Dragon <laughs> if I wanted to play that type of game. Um, I Later in my adult life, I found a really cheap, uh, really cheap uh, Genesis version of the game, complete in box, nothing else. And I bought it. I was like, oh, Toxic Crusaders. I remember this growing up. So I bought the Genesis version, popped it in. And it's slightly better than the NES version, but it still sucks. Um, it's, again, a typical beat-em-up uh, game again. And there are so many better beat-em-up games on the Sega Genesis than Toxic Crusaders. Um, I actually didn't know there was a Game Boy game uh, up until like a year or so ago when I saw it on, a, on, on the Game Boy list. I was like, oh, there's a Toxic Crusaders Game Boy game. Uh, I popped it in, I played it for 10 minutes, and I, just, I didn't like the game at all either. I'm like, I don't like any Toxic Crusader games, but I love the cartoon. This is great. Um, and then Mo made me play it for the podcast. And uh, there's a lot of things with the Game Boy game I don't like. Like the, the, the control, like when you jump, you feel very floaty. When you jump, um, it feels like you jump like you're on the moon. Uh, you can be bombarded by enemies at any given time. Like, you'll be on the side of a hill, like, shooting one of the guys that shoot back at you. And you'll have, like, three enemies come up behind you all of a sudden. So you have to, like, maintain, like, the enemies coming behind you and still, like, not get hit by the guy in front of you. Like, the it, it can just bombard you at the worst times possible. Um, it's a pretty laggy game. Um, like, much game, like, many Game Boy games of this genre... If you have a lot of sprites on the screen, your frame rate suffers pretty heavily. Um, so, like, there's one part of the game where, like, you have three tubs that have bubbles coming out of it and a guy shooting at you and you have to shoot at the guy to kill him. Like, there's just so many sprites happening at the same time that it just makes the game crawl, basically. Um, 
to me overall, like it was the beating a level was pretty unsatisfying because it was just you walked to the end of the screen and then that was that was it. There was no like finish line. There was no boss. There was no like sewage tank to stick a flag in. Like you just hit the edge of a screen and you were magically done with a stage. Um, I don't like those types of levels at all. I like to see like a physical goal at the end of it. Um, the boss fights were pretty underwhelming for the most part. Uh, and pretty random too, like giant rats, weird spiders, some biz- guy in a business suit. Like I just, it didn't make sense to me. Um, but it did take me two and a half hours to beat. So, uh, I, even though I didn't like this game, I have played much worse than this. Uh, it is a pretty average, mediocre action platformer. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say don't play it either. I would say you know. If you have an hour to spare, or if you're just wanting to, like, if you have an EverDrive and you want to scroll through a bunch of games, like, pot, you know, turn it on, try it out. Maybe you'll, maybe you will like it. Um, it's definitely worth, you know, at least just turn on and play for a little bit. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, something I can add if you do want to play this game and you might get stuck on something um do not look up the walkthrough for it on game facts um it is <laughs> written by the most amazing uh game facts writer ever to be known uh keyblade 999 um <laughs> yeah maybe you have heard about of that name maybe you haven't if you haven't definitely look up some of some of his work, uh, we can basically fill an entire episode just talking about that one person. Um, but yeah, do not uh, look that one up if you actually do need hints, uh, because he basically, what a surprise, uh, copied the uh, information about the NES game to this, and uh, like he's talking about an item being a cat litter box, which has the health of the boss, um, but yeah, that's not a thing that exists in the Game Boy version. Doesn't exist so, in the Game Boy. So version. yeah, that's not gonna help you at all. There, there's nothing like that in the game. But there's health pickups, and that's literally it. And the jump, like something you that makes you jump higher. But yeah, that's just to get more yeah. health pickups actually. So yeah, yeah, like the boss fights are just separate substages. Like two dash six is a boss fight. Yeah. One dash four is a boss fight. Like there's no like. As you progress through a stage, you go into a boss fight. Like, there's just none of that at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, as for the speedrunning segment, there are no Game Boy speedruns <laughs> in this game. No. <laughs> there are none. Which is, by, but you're just like, oh, yeah, you, okay, they're not on speedrun.com. I'm sure there's a, you know, no. There's no speedrun.com leaderboard for the Game Boy version. There's only one for the NES version. And there's only two runs on the NES version. And I tried looking up a Game Boy speedrun. There are none. There's like four long plays and that's it. Yeah, there's literally nothing. This game is just so... <laughs> it, I, Forgettable. It, and I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say it's not speedrunnable because everything is like oh, yeah. to the extreme, uh, which drives me mad sometimes. But <laughs> there is no real tech to this game to go faster than maybe do some damage boost, but I don't think that's going to end up well because the stages are so long. So, (laughs) 
besides playing the game like it's supposed to be played, I don't think there's much to it to make it a speedrun. So. Yeah, I have no idea. Unless someone can find tricks to like jump over enemies and keep running and yeah, like yeah, obviously the, the occasional damage boost. But like you, ha- you, like you can't take too much damage or else you're, you know, you're kind of suffering later on in the game. And yeah, it's yeah, unless somebody finds that you can use that jumping thing to literally jump to the end of the stage, I don't think there's like, there's much to it. Plus, you can only find that in like what. Three out of twenty-five stages, so um, that's not gonna yeah. do much either. So, yeah, you don't get to jump anything until like halfway through the game, anyway. Yeah, right? uh-huh. yeah, something like that. So, I, if if any speedrunners are listening to this and you're and you want a challenge, there you go. Yeah. Make Toxic Crusaders a Game Boy a speedrunnable game. <laughs> there, there's there's your challenge. Yeah, that's quite a challenge uh, indeed. <laughs> Uh, yeah um so when we come back uh we'll talk about some upcoming community events related to game boy as always any listener questions me we may have and uh we'll introduce you to the next episode stay tuned everybody so uh community events coming up here um we have summer games done quick sgdq uh june 23rd to june 30th and if you're looking for a game boy game to watch uh there's only one and that is winter bit and they will be running looney tunes game boy uh i don't remember if the schedule for gdq is out yet or not but if it is the game is probably like the butt crack at dawn for America, like 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. Probably. But it is a oh, that schedule. That's 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 fast. Okay. Oh wait, one, yeah, it's one thirty one thirty five a.m. Central Time. So my my time it's at one thirty in the morning, which realistically it's going to be about three in the morning my time because that's how GDQs operate. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's probably a good time for you. <sighs> Maybe like if it's actually at <laughs> what was it twelve thirty? One thirty. Maybe two thirty Eastern. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's pretty early in the morning. Like if it's a working day, I will probably be awake for sure. But then it's still not. Well, it's thir- it's Thursday. Thir- yeah, so, so mm, yeah, it's it's gonna be a hard one for sure. You're what eight hours ahead of me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it'll be 9 or 10 o'clock for yeah. you. So yeah, it will be dependent on if I'm actually on the phone or doing something <laughs> in particular. Right. Uh, yeah, it, like I always put uh, GDQ1 in the background, of course, when I'm working, but yeah. Yeah, 
And then Rhino Rumble is right after that by Winterbit as well, which I believe is a Game Boy Color game. Yeah, it's a, that's an interesting yeah. game, at least. It's a, it's a cool game, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so they both will be, you know, they'll be running both of those games. So uh, if you're into Game Boy and want to check out that, uh, GDQs are always very limited with Game Boy. Um, so make sure to, to support Winterbit, uh, watch the run, all that happy, the happy stuff. Uh, we have Handheld Heroes, July 12th to July 14th. Submissions are closed for this. Uh, and hopefully by the time this episode is released, there will be a schedule um, for for this as well. So stay tuned for that. That's a marathon exclusively for handheld uh, uh, systems. So Game Gear, Atari Lynx, Wonder Swan, Game Boy, Game of Color, anything that you can play handheld that's not Switch or Virtual Boy. Um, and then we have ESA Summer. ESA I'm usually never super familiar with just because I don't attend it. I watch it, but I don't attend the European speedrunning stuff. Uh, ESA Summer is July 19th to July 28th. I'm sure there's some Game Boy games happening at ESA. Uh, I would not say that. Um, really? I know there's a lot of NES games that I saw. Um, well, and yeah. what usually happens in ESA... Um, like fifty percent of it is PC gaming. Oh, um, that that is true. Don't they have a schedule? Yeah, I yeah yeah I think they do, but I I haven't looked at it, so I'm not sure if there is gonna be Game Boy. Oh. They have. I mean, there's uh, GBA. Let's see, a lot of PC. Games. Yeah. Wow, there's a lot of NES games. A lot of it. Like it's incredible how much NES games Ooh. there are. Oh, someone's playing Doros World Adventure? Yes. <laughs> Best game ever. <laughs> Former world record holder right here. Um, I'm so glad I got into a big marathon. That makes me so happy. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a Game Boy Advance game, but it makes me so happy that that got into a marathon. Uh, Pokemon Yellow. So that's a Game Boy game. I don't know what day that's on, but it's 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 on the schedule. Oh, here we go. Saturday, July twenty seventh. Pokemon Yellow. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, there's a stream too. Oh, you guys are all sorts of fancy over in Europe. That's right. Yeah, ESA is always split up into multiple streams. Actually, you guys have Astro Boy on stream too. That's a good game. That is a good a GTA game. game as well. Yeah. Um, let's see. There's so so many. Oh, there, there's Link's Awakening DX, so the Game Boy colored version of Link's Awakening. That's really about it. That's really about it for Game Boy. Wow, you guys don't. You guys love your PC games. I don't look at me. I hate PCs. So. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of PC gaming is pretty I, big in, in Europe. Oh. I, I knew there'd be a lot of NES because there is a lot of NES runners in Europe. Like, yeah, and you got a lot of Swedish yeah, it's, it's, runners, right? Most, yeah. of you, most of the Swedes run NES games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I knew I knew NES was big over there. I didn't realize PC was so big over there, though. Mm, I'm surprised there's not a FIFA Speed run, to be honest, because it, it's because it's Europe. <laughs> ole 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 ole. 
Uh, questions? Do we have any? We do not. So moving on. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> no, nobody uh, has heard right. about Doxy Crusaders. No one. Yeah, no. I mean, who would? Just the greatest cartoon ever. I actually don't remember the cartoon very well either. To be fair, I mean, it was twenty some years yeah. ago, but. Uh, I mean, I did show you the intro for it. So. Yeah, I would not recommend <laughs> looking that up. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really bad, actually. Yeah, I've seen a lot of like cartoon intros, but this one, wow. I don't know what happened there, but Jesus. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, oh, if you are interested in watching the cartoon, if you have Amazon Prime, you can actually watch the cartoon on Amazon Prime right now. Hooray! So, just just throw that out there. Uh, if you do want to watch the cartoon for some unknown reason. Uh, but outside of that, like always, everyone, if you have any thoughts, suggestions, <coughs> all, we're always open ears to them. Always looking to improve the podcast by any way possible. Uh, drop down either in the comments in SoundCloud, hop in our Discord, uh, tweet at us, DM us, whatever it may be. Uh, just let us know uh, what we can do better or if you guys are enjoying the podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear from, from you all regardless of positive or negative comments. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find me, Belthic Gaming, uh, at Belthic Gaming on Twitch. Twitter, Instagram, even though I never post there. And I do have a YouTube, but it's pointless to go to it right now because I haven't uploaded a video in like a year. Um, and then obviously our wonderful producer, Legs, uh, Sprinty Legs on Twitch, Legs on YouTube, uh, Legs in Discord. Uh, where can they find you, Mo? can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube, all with the same thing, Mule, that is spelled M-O-E. L-L-E-U-H. Um, if that is too hard for you, however, you can always just go to our website, which is on gbrunners.com slash T-I-G-B. There you can find links to everything you might need, um, like all of our social media platforms. Um, also a link to our Discord, of course, and also a link to our Patreon if you want to support us by giving us your well-earned money, um, you can always head over to that Patreon and um, become a patron. So yeah, that's it for uh, the episode about Toxic Crusader. Uh, once again, definitely go watch the first movie, Toxic Avenger. Maybe watch the cartoon on Amazon. Uh, play the game if you really don't have anything else to do. Um, but in a month, because first there's of course another Light by Baltic. I have no idea what that is going to be about, so I'm not going to talk about it. Makes two of us. Yeah, see? <laughs> we don't know. Um, so yeah, in a month from this episode, we will be back for a brand new full episode um there's gonna be a lot of action hero i messed that up there's gonna be a lot of action in it there's gonna be a lot of heroes in it and it also might be the last one wait no that's not right it will not be the last one but those things will probably be in it
<clears throat> but there's some kind of bird in my chimney.